Welcome to Stateside F1. I'm Joe Leonardo. That man making the sound of a very sore Daniel Ricardo after the Silverstone test is Andrew Berger. How are you, Joe? Ooh, smooth and silky. I'm doing good. And we are talking the return of the Honey Badger. The return of the king. Bomb, 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 bomb. Daniel Ricardo, Return of the King. He. Formula One could not afford to not bring Daniel Ricardo back. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say a conspiracy theory. I think that it was always a plan to get Daniel Ricardo back in a car since the end of last year. Because hmm. Uh, Stefano Domenicali paid off Red Bull and said, you got to get him in a car because publicity, because he makes so much, Daniel Ricciardo makes so much money for, for Formula One that he needs something, even if he is the slowest driver, Daniel Ricciardo just, he is the face of Formula One for the American. Sure especially with them trying to get into the American market, all that stuff. I wonder if Daniel Ricardo wanted to, so he left, I put he didn't leave. He was fired from McLaren. Um, but I wonder if he really wanted to make his mark into like, I don't know, being a, a influencer and, and stuff. And cause he was at the Met and all the, all these things. And then that lifestyle obviously wasn't, exactly what he was looking for so then he's like oh wait i actually do love driving so he's like all right i'll come back and they're like sure that that's my guess what happened i mean remember when we saw him at the colbert show yeah that was march february yeah so that was i think that was right after he got fired from mclaren no he he was off no yeah he got fired from mclaren Right at the end of uh, summer break. Well, he was mm-hmm. told he's not getting renewed. Right. And then, because the whole thing with Oscar Piastri happened. Right, Alpine. right. Um, so even from there, excuse me, just my lemon cookies. Uh, they're, they're not great either, but it's all good. This man goes to it, Italy for a couple days and now he's eating lemon cookies talking with his hands which listener you can't see i know i know i i he's even making meatballs right now oh man you know what i actually have meat sauce in my freezer so you know what i full italian i i even speak a little italian really vero nice um, does that mean very <laughs> it means like really or okay. like is this true <laughs> Like, right? Duolingo, insert sponsorship. But anyways, they even though Daniel didn't have a drive and technically wasn't related or connected to any team, he he was on the Colbert. He was on a national TV show that's watched by millions of people. Why yeah. not why not put Lando Norris or um Max you know, Verstappen? Lou- Max would be like, I'm here. What do you want? I drive cars. Okay, goodbye. 
He'd be or, like, hi, Stephen Colbert. Trump 2024. <laughs> <laughs> or like Charles Leclerc. I mean, Lewis Hamilton, but Lewis Hamilton's just too famous that he just gets out of all that. I also don't think Lewis Hamilton's very interesting person. I don't think he has a very mm. big personality. I think he's obviously a very attractive guy and they take a bunch of pictures of him and, and all that stuff. But if you watch him on like the Graham Norton show or anything like that, I don't find him particularly huh. engaging. I'm going to have to watch some clips. See, the only reason I would think he oh, I is... guess in, in up against Daniel, I guess I'm comparing him to someone like Daniel Ricardo, who's so charismatic and his face is so uh, open and so big. And, and Lewis is just kind of like, he's a little soft-spoken. Um, he doesn't really yes and well. He just kind of answers the question and that's the end of it. Mm, you know what? He might be one of those people that's like a silent genius. I mean, look at his like... Totally, yeah. Look at his like clothing lines. I mean, he's so fashion forward. I mean, that what he wears is just so interesting i mean i wish i could get away with wearing stuff like that sure i mean I, but that's kind of like he's good at knowing where to put his money because it's not like he's sewing up clothes yes i'm sure he's making some sort of decisions of what he likes and doesn't like but he's not <laughs> he's not like with uh a sewing machine making button downs or like no, you know they, like they send he's, that not, to he's not working on inseams yeah He's literally just has a person who does it and he invests in a company. It's almost like George Foreman grill. When I was a kid, mm. I literally thought George Foreman made that grill. I thought he invented it. He got punched in the head <laughs> once and he was like, I need an easier way to make hamburgers. Oh my no, God. It was you know literally, what? he just invested in this thing that kind of already existed or was on its way up and put his name on it mm. and did the commercials. I mean, hey, that's like that's honestly like Shaq, except Shaq is on just a next level. He's like the spokesperson for four or five different companies. Yeah, he owns like more than half of all the Papa John's or something crazy like that. Yeah, and and he's also a DJ. He goes by Diesel. Diesel. I he played Coda last year. Yeah, he did. He did. I know. I missed it. Oh. Uh, and and you're missing this year too, right? I'm missing this year. Because I have to be there for the birth of my son. Oh, congratulations. I, I didn't realize you knew the gender. That's cool. Oh, yes. I never told you. Yeah, I'm having a boy. <laughs> That's exciting. Exclusive. Exclusive on the pod. And I'm very <laughs> excited for it. Just in case I... future kid is listening. He's doing like archival of his father. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> like 50 years from now. He's like trying to look at like, what did my father do? before he died in that crazy train <laughs> explosion. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. God forbid. But uh, I, I can already tell he's going to be more manly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, I, I, t- testosterone skips a generation. <laughs> like well, my whole family is like, construction workers like stuff like that and then it's like i do theater (laughs) (laughs) so i i i don't even know how to respond because i am so hungry right now (laughs) um but yeah daniel ricardo most relatable guy in formula one next to lando norris yeah Uh, yeah i mean lando norris just feels like like a friend you know 
he's yeah he's the guy he's just the guy that shows up to the party he's always invited but he's not necessarily invite he's the guy <laughs> sure. you forget to invite but yeah. is always invited. he's always a friend of a friend yeah but like yeah. he always brings the vibes like he's sure. always fun speaking of Landon norris um what about him making podium at silverstone it was it it took too long i i was really hoping that from that podium mclaren would declare that they need to keep the vodafone-esque um, uh, yeah livery the livery was awesome it was so cool and you know i thought they'd pull in alex alvon also alex alvon he's he's a He's a hero. Did you did you actually hear what happened this week? No, what happened? Well, he's not a re- figurative hero. Oh, he, I thought he like saved someone. No, but he would be the one to do that. Um, he saved he was, Latifi by telling him to take to go to business school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Latifi going to business school. I think that's great. I would love Latifi to if he goes back to racing to be in a uh, administrative role, I think that'd be cool. Imagine if he was like, I'm going to be a veterinarian or something <laughs> like it's such a crazy career shift. Cause it's like you were F1 driver. You could be like a sports announcer, like, a, a you know, for, for motorsport, you can do other series, but it's like so strange for him to be like, yeah, I'm going back to school to get my master's in business. Or I, it's just, he comes from a very rich family and like, you know, he's going to yeah. learn how to invest his money. That's smart yeah, too. that's yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I investing is so important, but hundred oh, percent. Oh no, I dropped my toy. Hold on. Had to pause the podcast just for that. I'm um, leaving. This is staying in. That's not. There's <laughs> there's gonna be like four seconds of dead air. Oh dear. Because um, that's so, this is the experience that we give is like you're actually in the room listening to us have this conversation. I feel like that's what podcasting originally was supposed to be. And now they're just so cookie cutter and more of just long form commercials. Exactly. We're bringing it back to the roots. Yes. Uh, But anyways, Latifi, I think getting his MBA is a solid move. I had a cousin who got his MBA, absolutely loved his experience, met some awesome people. Um, We just talked about Shaq. He didn't really know what to do or like how to invest his money. He had people that he didn't know if he could trust. So he went back to school and asked to get his master's at like, I forget which school. He's like, can you guys teach me class? Like teach me how to do this. Can I get my master's? And he's like, um, he asked for like a, a private classroom. And the school oh, was like, shit. well, we can't do that. You need to have at least like six people in the class. So he paid for like six of his friends to get a master's with him. What? And that's how he did it. Yeah. Wait, who is this? Shaquille O'Neal. DJ Diesel. Oh, Shaq. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And he like got his master's in business or something. And the way he did it was by paying for a full classroom and he filled it with his friends. I'm surprised. It's such I, a badass thing to do. That is because having that, I'm sure his friends have only benefited from that. Yeah, his entourage. But also... I'm surprised. I I understand if Shaq wanted the education. That's one thing. Um, and I get wanting to be in his own private classroom because if what would you do if Shaq walked into your classroom? <laughs> I'd be like, yo, can I cheat off your paper? Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
All right, but it'd be easier for chat uh, for uh, Shaq to cheat. He just like he's so tall, he just look over. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> you can't really shoulder him out. Well, you know what Shaq does now. He, I saw a video whenever he's at like a Target or you know he likes he likes shopping at big box stores. I know. Yeah, because there is he a just, story like, pays for people's stuff. Yeah, he if he sees a kid, he like buys them like. The video I saw is he bought a kid like a new bike, but you know he just he 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 spreads the 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 good. Yeah. So, yeah. Shaq, uh, he's a he's a, he's a good role model. He has our endorsement. Hi everybody, Joe Leonardo here, and this is Andrew Berger. Along with being the hosts of Stateside F1, Andrew and I are audio engineers with thousands of hours of podcast experience. Between the both of us, we've worked with a wide variety of companies from Google to Discovery as editors, mixers, sound designers, and even social media managers. If it's a companion podcast for a TV show or just a hobby among friends, we can help you with your podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at statesideF1 at gmail.com. Oscar Piastri, man, I feel so bad for him because it was oh, almost a 2-3 yeah. McLaren and then him getting fourth. First of all, the, the move of putting hards on uh, yeah, that, the that car was, was a- so conservative and dumb. Yeah, I mean, what lap do was it the mid middle of the race or close to the end? Do I still have my Silverstone notes? Let me see. I'm kind of going off my memory here, and I've been on no sleep because my daughter is like screaming in the middle of the night. It's um, all right. I, I I don't have a daughter, but I've also been screaming in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did uh, do I have? Uh, I don't have I don't have uh, the notes here, but like um. It was at the yeah, end of the it race. It was towards the end something. of the race, but it was like, I think it was close enough to put on softs because other people were putting on softs and the softs were doing so well there. It, it was a very strange move I, to go for the hards. I, I, I think yeah, Lewis, I, I, I think I remember Lewis put on softs and then Norris came on the radio being like, hey, what did Lewis do? And they were like, his race engineer was like, he put on softs and Lando just goes, oh, great. You know, now yeah. he has Lewis right behind him. Yeah, he's Lewis up his butt. Yeah. Yeah. But he uh, held his own. But he held his own. Lando, man, he killed it. You know what? I just, I think we were talking. I think, I think I said it to you. I think Lando is, he's still a pay driver. Really? Until his next contract. This could, you know, I'm not even going to talk about this because I, I don't want to spew wrong information. But. You know what I would love? Speaking of Nicholas Latifi. Yeah. I know how most Formula One drivers, either when they complete, finish their Formula One career or as an extra, they'll either go to Indy or to uh, WEC, like endurance, ra- endurance mm-hmm. racing. I want a Formula One t- or a, a Le Mans 24-hour team, WEC team, of all the most recent pay drivers to race that. So you need three drivers. Yeah. So it would be Lance Stroll, Nicholas Latifi for the first stint, <coughs> and then either Nikita Mazepin or Lando Norris. I think that would be 
That'd be awesome. That would be, it would be them and the Iron Dames would be my two favorite teams. (sighs) I, yeah. That's awesome. I got to show you, I because when I was at the six hours of the Glen, awesome race. Yeah. Awesome trip. I got a bucket hat for one of the, uh, from one of the teams and it is my new favorite hat. Very cool. I'll, it's, it's in the other room. Wait, didn't Ferrari just win? They did. Yeah. They won Le Mans, which was huge. Yeah. And I was in Italy when they were doing the six hours of Monza, but I was, Ooh. I, I was, I was South and it was, uh, I could not convince my, uh, my other half to do the, uh, the trip, the trek with me. Sure. I offered to go alone, but that didn't seem to fly. Like, hey, here's our. Do you mind if during our vacation we plan together if I leave for a day? Yeah, I watch racing. I I thought that was sure that would go over well. Oh yeah, that yeah that um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, and I'm sure uh, when she tells uh, people about the trip, she will always mention Andrew wanted to go to this race and potentially drag me there or not. And that whatever. Speaking of racing transition, uh, (laughs) let's talk about what we think is going to happen with Daniel uh, going forward, at least because he's on loan from Red Bull to the end of the year to AlphaTauri. What do we think is going to happen? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? All right, you're pointing you. to me, so I will go first. Um, I don't know. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's gonna perform super good. I agree. Yeah, six months out, it's everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's gonna be better than Yuki." All this stuff. Like Yuki's been driving, and he's doing well. He's he's yeah. consistently hitting tenth or eleventh. He's, he's right outside hero. of points. He's very much a silent hero, and he's super aggressive. Um, in a crap car, let's yeah. say that car is bad. Uh, he's the only one with points right now for AlphaTauri. Uh, I think they only have two points, and it's from two tenth place finishes. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. I'm taking. I'm, I'm kind of talking about butt here, but like, and uh, I think Yuki said something recently where he's like, "Yeah, I still want to go to Red Bull too." Let's not. Everyone's talking about Daniel and Red Bull, so like the best driver is going to Red Bull. You know, this isn't a shoe in. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Six months out of the car. And he was in a Red Bull when he was uh, seven tenths off Max Verstappen. He was not in an Alpha Tauri, so that that's not really a benchmark for how he'll do this. Well, I, I think weekend. the goal the goal is not going to be to be on the podium. the goal The goal is to like, can he get out of Q one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can he get a point here and there? You know, um, right. does he have better pace than Yuki? Those are the actual goals they're looking at. So it's not like everyone doing your forecast F1, <laughs> uh, whatever was it, the grids or what, what are they called? The, the predictions. The predictions. Uh, yeah, doing your forecast F1 predictions. Like it's not about putting Ricardo fifth or fourth or on podium. It's about, you know, yeah, is he better it's... than Yuki? That's it. Like, does he get. 11th when Yuki gets 13th like that's the results they're looking for or you know does he get 10th obviously does he get some points but that's really what they're looking at I feel like you won't be able to tell that until like race five well the thing is you have this race 
Um, I think you have one more then summer break, right? Correct. Yeah, so it's going to be two races. Then he's going to be gone for a month. Yeah. And then then you have a long stretch after that. But He's, he's going to yeah. have to spend that entire month in the simulator. I mean, he's going to have to spend that entire month exercising his neck. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, that I think yeah. you know, he's been doing a lot of simulator work. It's great, but there's no forces on the body. I mean, what what if Ricardo had does it, what Mika Hakkinen did? So Mika Hakkinen, I, he won his two world ta- uh, championships and decided <clears throat> he was going to take a break from form- Formula One and like come back, like take a year off and then come back. Mm-hmm. And then after that year off, he was like, you know what, I. I'm good. I won my championships. I'm on the trophy. I'm the, you know, I'm, I reached my goal. I'm going to just run these like Mercedes car dealerships that I, Mercedes gave me and, you know, be a representative of Formula One and Mercedes and just do that. Yeah. I, I could see him being, because he is on loan. So it's not like this is a full contract or anything like that. I can see right. him doing it for the rest of the year. And I think he'd be awesome in a commentator job. Yeah, like, no, you want to be the he, face of F1? Literally, imagine him doing Greg oh, Marks every now and then. Imagine him, like, kind of being the Brundle. Yeah. Like, for the future, because obviously at some point. Yeah, Brundle's, yeah, he's got to retire. He's going to retire. He's going to go away. I could see like Daniel stepping into a role like that. I mean, he I did watch part of his commentating with Will Arnett, but I I didn't love that. Oh, uh, right. I forgot he did that. Yeah, everyone forgot because that was just not a vibe. Because Will Arnett was not the right guy to uh, does he do watch F one? I didn't watch closely enough. Maybe he watched three. I don't know. Maybe he is a huge super fan, but yeah. he just it's a very different. Uh, their energies I didn't find matched well. Sure, 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 sure. And it's it's the energy that uh makes it or breaks it. How about this whole like Formula One for kids thing they're doing? Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, like the FIA's they made a bunch of like avatars or something of all the drivers, and it just feels very like I don't know, like weird. I- Let's get a female <laughs> Formula One driver in first. Yeah. Like Susie Wolf, please make that happen. I would love for uh, Jamie Ch- Jamie Chadwick. Jamie, yeah, so was, uh, for a second, I thought you said, "Do you want Susie Wolf to <laughs> drive in Formula One?" She hasn't been in a car for how long? Probably, probably seven to ten years. Yeah. But she she was a reserve driver for Williams. She was. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but Jamie Chadwick is. Obviously, but like I would love to see her in F three first, F two. Yeah, yeah. Like she's won the W series. What, like two or three? Like it's ridiculous. She won the W series, and then the W series went bankrupt. Yeah, <laughs> and they like shut down. I think it was like mid season or something. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah, I that that's why the Iron Dames is one of my favorite teams. It's just it's all women, and they kick, they just kick ass. They're yeah. awesome. I ha- I have I got their autographs at the six hours of the Glen. I was very excited. Thank you for listening to Stateside F1. Please like, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your sweet, sweet podcast content. 
follow us on Instagram at StatesideF1 and TikTok at StatesideF1 Podcast. Feel free to message us, DM us memes, comments, DM us memes, comments, questions, suggestions, etc. We will respond and follow you back. See y'all next week. Have a good night. <laughs>